Welcome to Defeating the Curse. The All-NBA Show has returned. My name is Joe. Thank you for tuning in. LP, this the show's been, uh, what, several weeks in the making. All-NBA. That's right. No Stevie, no FP. This is, this is our dream right here. But we did bring in one special guest. Uh, you know, we, we knew him growing up as Mina B, but for the last 15 years, he's just Canada. And we've always just referred to him as Canada. That's where... That's where he started. That's where he currently is. He is a Raptors fan, and we will get into a lot of the nuances with that team because you and I, LP, are on the record saying that the Raptors are basically the same poo-poo team that they were from last year. They won't finish any better than, than four. Maybe they'll inch their way up to three. Maybe we were a little off, but uh, Canada's always at the games. I see him next to Drake or or the, the fake Craig David or whatever his name is on the sideline all the time. <laughs> The team is actually playing pretty well, but Canada, it's it's an honor to finally have you on the podcast. I feel like we've been trying to get you on forever. Um, you do you do see a lot of the Raptors, and and we're gonna get into the NBA and all things NBA. But as a Canadian living in Canada, did you watch the Super Bowl this past Sunday? Well, first first of all, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. And to answer your question, yes, uh, I did watch the Super Bowl as a Canadian from start to finish. Very good Super Bowl. A um, lot of fun. Yeah, and I've got a lot of comments on that. Okay. I, I'm just... We're talking NFL, right? NFL Super Bowl, not CFL. Yes, yes, the NFL Super okay, Bowl. Just, just making sure. Super well, look, Bowl, you know, Toronto won that championship. So Canada, next one out. I, I guarantee you there's zero listeners that we have that know who won the CFL championship. Well, the now Ar- you do. The Argonauts, right? Was it the Argonauts? Yes, the Argonauts. Or the Maple yeah. Leafs? Whatever, whichever one is from Toronto is the one that won. Um, but look, I got to give some, I got to dap up Canada here because he stepped into, he stepped back into the big money fantasy football league and uh, he, he did a, a pretty, he had a solid run going this season. It didn't, he came up short, but I, I'll give him some credit. I know he follows the NFL very closely. Uh, I don't want to harp on it too much. We did a whole show about the Super Bowl. Uh, but LP, before we get into NBA, there is a rumor out today that the Redskins are considering tagging Kirk, one, to stop him from seeking to basically hitting the free agent agency market, but more importantly, because they may be ready to renege on the Alex Smith trade and extension. Do you put any weight to that? Do you, do you think that's like, I'm going to say it's possible because Bruce is an idiot, but would you be shocked? If the Redskins go all-time Redskins move here and back out of the Alex Smith trade and extend Kirk. Anything is possible with Bruce Allen. Zero chance that they back out of the Alex Smith trade. I think, I mean, you back out of Alex Smith, Kirk, Kirk's still gone. Kirk's not going to still sign here. I think the, no, no, he's going to sign. If they, if they drop 34, Redskins. they put $34 million in front of him. He's signing. Not long-term. He won't do it. No, no, no. He'll do one, one year. One more season. Exactly. What benefit does that give you? This is purely the Redskins, Bruce Allen, and and Brass trying to get some money back for the stupid trade that they made in Alex Smith. They're so stupid. They made a bad trade. Fans exploded. Now they're trying to readjust and trying to get something back for Kirk to say, hey, look, we had a plan all in mind, and we're getting a second-round pick for Kirk. There's zero chance that that a a sign-in trade is going to happen. 
Kirk, if if Kirk is dropped with the tag, he's signing immediately. There's no, like, there's no reason not to sign it. He'll sign it and not play if he doesn't have to. Um, he'll sit behind Alex Smith. So, I don't think anyone is stupid enough to actually trade for Kirk on a one-year deal because if he goes to the Browns, I don't see him signing a long-term deal. If he goes no, he's to not the Jack, sign long-term anywhere. I don't. Look, I don't see him signing a long-term deal on any tag. Well, look, he'll the do report the same this thing morning, with the next team. The report this morning was that his contract is going to, if he hits the free agency market, it's going to be around $90 million guaranteed. That is an absurd number. But it's not that absurd but, given Alex Smith is making 71 over over the next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But, but you got to take into account of you know the source, one, and then two, if, what is guaranteed mean? Is that the injury injury guarantee knows, or is man? that Who knows? the playing I'm, I'm just shocked. To, I'm just shocked well, at the idea. Good. Go I've ahead, got go a rumor for you. Um, so I think there's actually a bigger free agent out there that no one's talking about. And I Nick think Foles? you can see the Redskins making a big splash on him. No, Bill Belichick. So oh, there's a lot. I thought you were going to say Le'Veon Bell. No, I'm telling you right now, Bill Belichick is not going to coach the Patriots next year. I actually think that he'll be a free agent coach. And I'm pretty sure knowing the Redskins track record, you might just see a major shift and a big splash in trying to attempt to bring him over. That would be absolutely insane. But that would be crazy. There's obviously a reason why McDaniel's backed out of the deal with the Colts, right? I mean, exactly. I don't think it's just because he likes Tom Brady and they didn't win the Super Bowl. He no, knew that going in, right? Line. There's yeah, something else. I think there may be something happen, else there. Yeah. There may be something else. Where there's there. smoke, there's fire. That's for sure. Well, in DC, we're always burning, right? The, the city, Bruce is just, <laughs> we're in a constant state of fire. But let's park everything Redskins and NFL. That season is over. The NBA is getting into the swing of things now. We are almost midseason, coming up on All Star weekend. Let's talk about the N- the NBA Eastern Conference for a second here. Celtics still on top at 39 and 16. The Raptors surprising a lot of people right now, sitting in second place at 37 and 16. Then you got the Cavs, Wizards, Bucks, Pacers, Heat, and 76ers kind of all clustered at between 20 and 25 losses. Uh, so those are changing constantly. But really, the two teams that are just shining right now in the NBA East. Are, are the Celtics and the Raptors. Celtics really shouldn't be surprising anybody. I, I, they're going to be there in the end. Um, the Cavaliers continued. And let's not talk about the Cavs in this segment. Let, let's do it. Let's push it like five minutes down the road here. Uh, but let's talk about the Raptors for a second. Canada, you see this team all the time. Obviously, you watch them. We, we only watch them when we have to. Um, what are you seeing? Is this team actually different than what it was last year? Yeah, absolutely. And not just because I'm a homer, but honestly, their offense is completely revamped and uh, they're not running a pick and roll stagnant offense where it just goes to their two all stars. There's a motion offense now that's way more modern. They've um, they've tripled their uh, their their mark from last year on assists. They've uh, they've tripled their mark on threes taken. I think they're top five in threes taken, top five in assists this year. They've got a better point differential than the Golden State Warriors right now, second best in the NBA only to Houston. And uh, they just annihilated the uh, the Kyrie uh, Boston Celtics because he played last night by 20-some-odd points with a lot of points in garbage time being given back. So these Raptors are for real. They're They're a lot different than what you are used to. Not getting the airtime, but they're for real. Yeah, well, they're not getting the airtime because they're boring and nobody's going to watch them. But, uh, well, they were boring. I'm going to say they were boring. They're not boring. This is a different team. You know, a lot of people question the offseason non-tinkering. A lot of of teams go into the offseason and they want to adjust things here and there. Obviously, there there was splashes made everywhere, most notably in Boston. 
the Raptors pretty much said we really like our team, and we, you know, I think they felt like they got the short end of the stick in the playoffs last year. They brought everybody back for the most part. They're they're well positioned. Hey, it only sixteen losses at pretty much the halfway point through the season. They're on they're on track for a fifty plus win season, uh, well over fifty actually. And it'll be the best. It'll be the best season in franchise history. So um, they're doing something. There's something special about them. Now they have played a ton of games at home, so they're they're going to get tested here as the season progresses. Um, they still have two big West Coast trips as well. Uh, so things are still in flux a little bit. But team, at least on paper and from what I've seen, they they are improved. And I, we were I was dead wrong. They're not they're not the fifth best team right now. They're arguably the second or third just based on talent. And they can pretty much hang with anybody. But LP, you know, you've been watching the Wizards. They lose John Wall. They win five straight. They drop yesterday's game. Uh, uh, but overall, they've actually looked. I hate to even say it because all the crazies are going to come out. Don't say it. They, don't they, even. Don't even say it. Okay, don't I, say it. I'm going to rephrase it. They're they're playing better basketball right now without one of the best point guards in the league, and it's. I don't think it's by accident uh, because typically when you when you lose someone of John's caliber everyone else has to step up I mean I don't I don't expect them to maintain it but the team the team looks really good right now and Scotty's doing a good job kind of balancing out and getting getting production from everywhere what are you seeing I mean you've watched them obviously you've got to be a little impressed with five wins and six uh over the last week and a half or so right yeah yeah absolutely but Let's not. Let's be very clear here. The Wizards are not better without John Wall. Anyone who says that is, is absolutely all right, insane. All right, but the they Wizards are playing better. The They're Wizards playing are better. playing better right now because they have five healthy people on the floor. When John Wall was, was in there towards the last two or three games before he had surgery, you could tell that the guy was definitely hampered. So Sadoransky is doing doing an awesome job filling in, and then you see um, Tim Frazier coming off the bench. I mean, he had 14 assists in the game. I think he's he's holding the record in the NBA um, for a backup point guard um, with as many assists. So, But, you know, put the point guard position aside. What we've really seen out of the, the past couple uh, games is you see Otto Porter putting up numbers and you see Markeith Morris putting up numbers. Um, so those are two guys that we were not getting any production out of the past couple months. Morris being injured, Porter having the hip injury. So these guys are finally healthy. And then you see Bradley Beal facilitating the ball, getting guys open looks. Um so overall, the team is playing much better. Now, you know, the biggest thing that's going on with the Wizards that, we're, that we haven't talked about yet and we probably should talk about is, is Martian Gortat's tweet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, do we have Gortat's to? been, do we been have this to? guy who's, who's just been very upset, like this, pretty much his whole time here, you know. And then I heard an interview with him and Chris Miller. Um, it was like on January 2nd. And he said, what were your New Year's resolutions? And he said, I'm, I'm going to be a better teammate this year. It took him about 32 days to completely throw it out the window. So Well, he's also been talking retirement. I just don't know why you want a guy that is looking to not stop playing basketball after this season, and it just doesn't seem like he's helping with his tweets. Like maybe He's got to be moved. He's, he's just be. a disgruntled yeah. player right now. He's got to be moved. And if you actually look at um, his minutes versus uh, Mahimi's minutes over the past two games, Mahimi's actually played more and more minutes than him. And Mahimi is... is you know, got Terrible. a long ways to go. He's Terrible. got a long ways to go, but but he's had two two good back to back games. He's had double digit points. I think he had four board four boards yesterday, which is absolutely atrocious for a center. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. The Wizards um, are making a push for for DeAndre. So yeah, we'll see rumor, if that actually you know, comes through. But so on that but, note, because you, you bring up a good point, right? So 
Gortat doesn't want to be here. I think the fans have kind of turned like you can lose in any city. It doesn't matter where you start pouting, you lose the fans, right? Cause it, some of them are going to look at you and say, Hey, you, you get paid millions of dollars to, to put a ball in a hoop. And then the, the people that actually care and love the team and love the sport are like, if you don't want to be here, don't be here. Like we'd rather win with people that want to be here. So I, I think Gortat, I think his time is coming to an end here. And it sucks to say that we know he listens to the podcast. It's not a personal thing, but it's time for you probably to move on. LA, the Clippers are, are the, the right landing spot. You know, I want to just tangent here on DeAndre for a second. A couple years back, he's sitting in his home in, in, in somewhere in Texas, right? And the entire uh, Clippers roster shows up and begs him to renege on the deal that he had in place with the uh, with, with Cuban and the, and the Mavs, right? All of them, right? Blake is there, and he's like, no, man, you got to stay. We're going to be this tandem, blah, blah, blah. And Chris Paul's there pitching him, and Jamal Crawford, everyone, and, and Redick. Everyone's telling him, no, we're all back, and we're all going to stick around. Well, guess who's the only one left on that that sinking boat right now? DeAndre, right? So, he, you know, he's gonna accept wherever. Like, he doesn't have well, any power to say no, but he he wants out of there too. So he just hired he just hired the best agent in the NBA. So obviously, he's gearing up for an offseason where he's not taking the player option. He, so. It's, yeah, but so to yeah. me, so I'm the wizard. That's the key right there. I, yeah, I, but I, I think you got to look at it and say, you know what. If we can bring him in and we can show him that we can win with him, any team he goes to in the East automatically is upgraded to the best uh, front court because there's no one that's going to match up with him in the East. Period. He's he's automatically the best center in the East. Is it? Do you guys disagree, or you agree with me? Yeah, absolutely, he, he is. He right is. by there's miles. No right. So he he legitimately. I don't see him going to. I mean, I don't see him going to Milwaukee. But it certainly, if he comes to Washington D.C., the team is better. Now it's probably going to cost Gortat and Porter, but if they can get, and this is just my own opinion, if they can get um, Avery Bradley back in that deal, I, I would do it in a second. Because that guy, last offseason, or last uh, playoffs playoff run, we saw what he can do as a lockdown defender. Now, him and Beal playing at the same time, one of them's going to be undersized trying to guard a three, but I would still take it. I would, I, in a second, I would sign those papers and say, done. Bring Bradley and 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 DeAndre will work with DeAndre and getting something long term done. Porter, we love you, but you know what? Right now you're getting outplayed by Ubre, and frankly he can do the same things. We can teach him how to be a more consistent three point shooter. And Gortat, you know, it's been a nice run, but they get better at two positions, or sorry, at one position, and they add some depth with the, which they desperately need for that front court. Um, to me, that's a no brainer. I think if you can make that move, you got to make it. So I the rumor that I heard about the the. The proposed trade would be that it's uh, DeAndre and uh, some some other bench player from the Clippers, and then Kelly Oubre, Porter, or Kelly Oubre, Gortat, Jody Meeks, and the 2018 second round pick. Now, I see, don't know I, if I, I would do that. Do that. I'm not giving up Oubre. Too much. I can't give there. up Oubre for for a short term gain because there's no guarantee he'll be here after post the season. I mean, no. And the, not, I don't. You have to take the player option at that point because you're giving up a lot for a center who doesn't shoot. And I think in today's NBA, even if he's the best center in the East, don't forget about Embiid though. I still think it's not enough like to get you over the hump. Um, it might get you an NBA Finals visit this year, but it's two short-term gains for a lot of long-term pain. And there's but, still a lot of unknown with John Wall's health coming in to the postseason. I know, but, but um, I mean, let's, if he's not healthy, think, what's the point? Doesn't matter. But let's think like owners, right? Let's think like owners and not like fans. You signed Porter to a essentially a, a long-term max deal for what he could afford, right? You got Wall on his super max. You got Beal. You're not going to move either of those two guys. They're going to continue to figure out how to coexist, even though they don't always see eye to eye. Porter is the odd man out here, all right? Otto's the one that you can potentially move, 
and you probably have to as part of any deal. Ubre is too young, and he's got another year on that cheap contract before you have to figure out what to do with him. He's too valuable to you if you're going to build something and try to actually make a run this season, which may or may not work, but definitely next season. So maybe maybe you can't get DeAndre uh, to, to extend here long-term beyond the end of this season. But even if he comes off the books, you move the Porter contract and you get something in exchange from him. In this case, it would be Avery Bradley, which I would do. I'm just saying, I, I would do that. I, I like that move. I would rather yep. have Avery Bradley than Otto Porter right now. Well, you also have DeMarcus Cousins, who's obviously injured out for the year. But, but I think, I think I mean, that, that boat is sailed. Leaving right? New point, Orleans Yeah, I mean, at that point, summer. let's go try to get Rudy Gobert. Like, there's other players that are kind of attractive, but DeAndre's the one that's clearly in a bad, in a bad spot, and, and he wants to move. So let's help him move. Let, let's bring him here. We don't have to deal with Gortat anymore. You offload the Porter contract as well. Look, it's just as crazy. It, it's I mean, it's more likely than the other crazy rumor, which is LeBron's trying to trade himself to the cat uh, to the uh, Warriors. Did you guys hear this rumor? Yeah, he's yeah, trying. I don't think he's so. he called them up. Ownership's not even talking to LeBron anymore. But but how yeah. nuts is this? He's trying to trade himself to the Warriors for Clay Thompson. Uh, I think it was uh, who was involved. It was uh, it was Thompson. Uh, Igudala and someone else, and, and I'm like, what? This guy, like, I, I'm not, I'm not a LeBron guy. Kenneth, are you a LeBron guy? Absolutely not. Yeah, I'm I didn't think so. I'm not a LeBron guy, but it's this type of stuff that drives me completely up the wall. But here's the thing with LeBron, and and I, I'd want to be like careful. I actually think it's his camp leaking this stuff, not necessarily to get to Golden State, but to get a team like Houston to panic and get him to Houston. So that they can match, like they can match Golden State or OKC or wherever, because. No, but Houston, funny- d- but hold on, Houston doesn't need him. That team is good. But good I thought he also said he's not waiving his no trade clause. Yeah, I think I think that I don't think it'll happen in a trade, but I think it'll happen in the sense in the off season that there's a mad scramble to get LeBron. So you start leaking these where I'm interested or where I go type stories, so that you get more than one team buying for you and starting to put together a team around you to arrive. All right, so right? Let, let me ask you, let, let me pull that thread for a second here. Again, let's think like owners. LeBron hits the free market, you know, the the free agent the market as a free agent next next summer and he's asking for 35, it's got to be, probably be 37 or 38 per season and he's going to want at least 4 years at least. Yeah. Are he's going to go spe- super. Are you right? spending that kind of money on LeBron James? I'm not doing it. LP, are you doing it? I don't know. I would do diligence. You have to look into it, but I don't think you can do it unless you're going to beat Golden State. Like you have to do it with championships in mind. And I don't know if there's a team out there that can take thirty-five million dollars on and still beat Golden State. You'd have to be clearing out a lot or in triple tax to make it. So I don't know if there's a team out there that can actually afford him right now. I mean, the Wizards. If you the- if theoretically, theoretically, if you if you they added LeBron, if you added LeBron as the three on the Wizards today. And you had a healthy wall, Beal, LeBron, uh, and you'd, then you'd have to shed Porter, you'd have to shed Bahimi, you'd have to shed Gortat. Ted Leonsis has already said he doesn't ever want to pay luxury tax, so that's another well, thing to that, keep in mind. In that scenario, you make the finals, but are you any better than last year's Cleveland team? Like, are uh, you I any better? So. I, I, I believe so. I, I actually think Cleveland's team last year wasn't that good. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like the 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they weren't that good, and they won one game. So what do you win? Two games? So you're going to lock yourself to a, a 38-year-old LeBron at $200 million at the end of that contract? No, I'm saying I wouldn't do it. That's why I'm not buying. Like I'm not buying that someone that the, that the doors of free agency are going to be so welcoming to him. There's a few cities where he's going to demand the money because they're – they're still not close enough, but they're willing to pay to continue to bring people in. Like I see the Knicks as a player in this mess, which especially Kristoff Knicks- is going down, right? Kristoff right. is going to be up for a year with a torn ACL, so but you figure there might be. But every Knicks fan should say no to that. Like they shouldn't. Like they they've already learned the hard way that like these old guys that come in here just to make the money and sell the tickets. That's not the way to build a team. So I I think LeBron's actually realizing that his uh, his options aren't going to be as plentiful That's as they would have been two seasons yeah. ago, you know, and, and no one's going to want it. The bottom line is no one wants to deal with this kind of nonsense. Can you imagine? I mean, we talked about this LP and I talked about this, right? You're, you're Kyrie Irving. You were the savior of Cleveland until the other savior of Cleveland came home. And then the guy tries to run you out of town for, for Paul George in the off season. And, and Kyrie, like it's hard to not cheer for him when he basically quietly goes to management and says, Hey, I, I don't want to be here anymore. And this is why, like, it's hard to cheer against the guy who's trying to just, play basketball and and make his team better and look at what he's doing now and he's winning and he's winning like look oh, what he did in dominated dominated i actually think also brad stevens like we watched them play yesterday and i'm just looking at their bench and their roster and i'm like this is incredible he had four guys from last year and everybody else is new including us two superstars one of them got injured yeah. and he's still winning games that guy is a great coach that doesn't get a lot of credit if they get anthony davis Oh my goodness, that's they're set. Uh, that's that's your that's your equivalent of Golden State. So I, I'm actually curious to see Boston and what they do. They've been active in rumors, like you you can tell that they're trying to lay the foundation for one more superstar, and then they'll have a dynasty out there, at least East Coast dynasty, and see if it can take on a Golden State. So let's let's shift gears here and talk a little bit about the Western Conference. Uh, Warriors are sitting at the top, 41 and 13. Rockets right behind them at 39 and 13. They've just played two less games, but same losses. Then you got the Spurs, Timberwolves, Thunder, surprising Timberwolves, Thunder, Nuggets, Blazers, Pelicans, uh, all at 25 losses. That's three through eight. But you also got the Clippers and the Jazz at uh, currently, you know, on the outside looking in at 25, 28. And lo and behold, the Lakers, 31 losses, you know, sitting in the 11th spot. They're they're well ahead of their win total from last year, even though there's there's still a forgotten uh, subplot here, with the Ball family having now taken over Lithuania or whatever or Turkey, whatever. I don't want we're not talking about Big Baller brand, but um, they're they're at least improving. But the surprise team to me is the Thunder. The Thunder last time we had an All NBA show, they couldn't string any wins together. They couldn't. They just weren't clicking. They look better now, thirty one and twenty four, sitting in fifth. And the Timberwolves, that's a team to me like. You know, you know, kind of future casting here. There's two teams I don't want to see in a seven-game series in the Western Conference: the Rockets and the Timberwolves. I love what the Timberwolves are doing right now. I just do. I think that that's a team that can compete literally with anyone. They can run and gun. They can three and D. They can lock down. They've won as many games with under 80 points. It feels like or under 90 points as they have over 100. Like they, they can match anyone. But they're young and coming along. Are you guys watching any of the Western Conference? Are you guys just Wizards yeah. and Raptors? I mean, no, you hit it right on the head. Like, Minnesota's been doing some interesting things. A little late slide the last few games, but they've been winning some big games. Jimmy Butler's having, like, career numbers under Tibbs. Like, it's pretty interesting. I just wonder if they'll have the legs at the end. I know that the other two are young guys, but 
it and haven't been in the playoffs. So I wonder is to see if this playoff they'll get tested and see if they've got the experience to keep growing. But um, Denver is another interesting team. A lot of young guys, a lot of good pieces. They've been doing it without Millsap. And they've been really like all their young guys are just coming up now. So like uh, that Canadian, Jamal Murray, you got to look out for him. Little plug for the Canadian. But I'm telling you, seriously, these this team is legit. I, I kind of like... They're like one of those dark horse guys you don't want to see in the playoffs. You're right. Minnesota is one I would want to avoid in the playoffs. Um, but the rest are kind of like on shaky grounds. Um, big win for OKC last night, winning in Golden State by 25. Like, And I thought like it looks like Westbrook is starting to play out of his mind again. So it'll be an interesting close to the season for the Western Conference. It's going to be hard to predict after like one and two. I think the team that surprises me the most is the Spurs. I mean, you can never count them out. Sure. Um, I mean, what they're doing with pretty much nobody is is amazing. Yeah, and if Kawhi comes back, that's like the biggest free agent signing you can lock down. If he comes back playoffs and he's uh, and he's healthy, you never know. No, but the Rockets. I mean, can, how many Rockets can you name? That that could be a segment on on every podcast and sports show, coast to coast. I mean, everybody <laughs> knows Harden, who who's the clear cut MVP candidate. But th- that's another team. I mean, they are. They are something else, man, and I'm so I'm shocked we don't see them on TV more often. But they they actually play really balanced, and they're a good defensive team, which is shocking. Uh, you know, yeah, like, I think he's your they MVP. Lost, they were they were like they had lost two games with Chris Paul and uh, Harden playing together. I think that's gone up a little bit um, since the last week or so. But man, they're a scary team. Yeah, they're they're pretty well done. Again, it's that another coaching you know system guy that's just getting the best out of those two guys at MVP levels. Like I'm actually surprised Chris Paul didn't get an all-star nod this year, but yeah, it looks like um, James Harden is your guy this year, probably your MVP favorite. So I wanted to see again, can he do it in the playoffs? He's got that same Raptor syndrome, right? Where in the playoffs, he kind of shrinks a bit. So, you know, got to prove it in the playoffs. Well, so Canada on that note, let's switch back here to the Raptors. They got the Knicks, uh, their home, they got Knicks, Hornets, uh, Heat, Bulls, and Bucks in their next five. What what do you see happening over the next five? I mean, this is a this is a relatively easy stretch. You see them going three and yeah. two, four and one, or five and zero. Oh. Well, I mean, right now they're I think like four wins in a row, um, and they play like four and six nights. So that's been a good run. Well, I hold think on, they're hold actually- on, hold on, hold on. It's not four wins in a row. They lost to the Wizards. Okay. Okay. Then they beat the Blazers. Grizz and and C's. So they are three and one. Yeah, I'm counting the New York one as a fourth win in a row. Okay. (laughs) No, I think without KP, yeah, like obviously they're going to have a soft part of the schedule. I think it gets a little tricky towards the end of the month with a a few back-to-backs. But yeah, this is their time to kind of build a league. I think they're going to actually be take the number one seed in the East by the end of this little stretch that you called out there. Probably like four and one. Um, They'll probably drop one of those road games. Um, but again, like, you know, Miami's reeling a bit, like, um, you know, the Charlotte's kind of doing a little bit better. It looks like Kemba's getting back into his groove. So that's probably the one that I think might get through. Like they'll slip on that one, but yeah, it's, you're right. Five, five pretty soft games. If they're meant like, you know, they're supposed to be winning these games. If they want to prove themselves in the playoffs, they got to beat the teams you're supposed to be. Right. Well, Hey, that's, that's, that's what gets us every time here. The wizards don't do that. They play down to their competition. 76ers yet again, have the wizards number, which is, you know, I can see this becoming an actual rivalry. Uh, you know, maybe yeah. not Redskins Eagles, but I can see Wiz and Sixers being like a thing that 
people want to see over the next couple of years. Sixers are a fun team to watch. That's just the bottom line. Um, but they, they dropped yeah, that game the, yesterday. Go ahead. Yeah, they got the TNT national game. So, like, yeah, you could tell that it's building towards a rivalry. And, you know, this is one of those other rumors I keep hearing that maybe LeBron's best fit and with a team that actually has cap space is Philly. Put himself around a whole bunch of young guys, maybe gets one other star to join, and there you go. I mean, I wouldn't want to see That'd that. Be crazy. I want him if he's going to move again. Crazy. He needs to go west, yeah. and we, we need to. The East needs to be rid of LeBron. Uh, but why would but, he do that, right? Like, why would he do? Why that? would he do that? It's a guaranteed NBA Finals, and you can continue on your streak of making finals if uh, you get yourself sure. to Philly, and you've got a young core of guys that are going to be around for a while, and you don't have to do all but the I'll heavy tell lifting. You, the streak won't matter if it if it ends this year, especially if it's at the hands of Kyrie. Ooh. Uh, the the so. question around LeBron is going to be what stars want to go play with him anymore. He, I, mean, he kills yeah, I mean, he kills everybody. He, he trades Wade? other players. Where's, where's That's Dwayne? Why would you want to go play with him? Did you guys notice in the all-star voting, the portion where the players vote, like the 25%, he wasn't the top vote getter there. So you could start seeing players not really interested in playing with him. It seems like there's a bit of dysfunction every time he joins the team and it probably rubs people the wrong way. Like if I'm Kevin Love right now, I can't wait till the end of the season he's gone and you know you can get some autonomy again. But, hey, bring yeah, bring, I, bring love to, uh, to DC. We'd take him in a second and his horrible would contract. You, would you do love for Walt? Would would DC do that? No. 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 Wall Wall's yeah. untradeable, and that supermax. Yeah. No one. No one's going to touch that supermax. I think Cleveland might if they're desperate to like rebuild around a superstar. Cleveland star, actually, they... they actually have a stud in the making in Crowder. I mean, if we can get him, send 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 Crowder and Love to DC, and you can have whoever you want. Uh, John I think, Wall. No, still not John. No. Wall. No. Or Otto for or uh, Ubre or or Beal. No, they could so take would you do three, three untouchable pieces for the Wizards. You can send you can send Porter and Gortat to uh, to Cleveland for Love and and Crowder. Yeah, I'd do that. Sure. Yeah, yeah who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. LP, let's look at the Wizards here moving forward. They got the Celtics tomorrow, and then they got Bulls, Knicks, Cavs, Hornets. That's their next five. I got them going three and two. What do you see? Uh, I'll take the loss for the Celtics. Unfortunately, even though they beat them on what was it Christmas Day, Bulls win, Knicks win. Cavs, that's a toss-up. I, I take a win there. I mean, I, the Cavs are reeling, so they lost I don't know. It, it's going to be really interesting because I, I think the Wizards are going to make a make a move here in the next day or two before the deadline. So I think that there's going to be a different team, but we'll see. Uh, time will tell. I mean, Ernie's going to have to do something because the team as it's constructed right now is just not. It's not competitive enough. It, it'll limp into the playoffs at best, and nobody wants to see that. That would be a huge letdown from last year. So, the I mean, sad thing is, this is the first year that Ernie's built a team where we actually have a bench. Yeah, we actually have a good bench, and that was last... that was our issue for the past you know five years. And our stars were fine, our starting five. But you think there's enough games left for um, for Washington to get into like the top two in the East, maybe top three, like start to separate themselves a bit? They were they were in the three seed for uh, like seven basketball minutes yesterday. Oh. <laughs> Yes. I mean, to answer your question, I would say yes, because we saw this last year. This team started off slow. They hit their stride. They, they I mean, they had the number one overall seed in their sights a couple times last season. So, yeah, fully healthy team. I think the Wizards can hang with anybody, but they drop too many games to teams that they should be blowing out. They just play down to their competition too much. But there's a bunch of other free agents that I think if you add to this team with or without John Wall being healthy, it makes them better. Torian Prince, you know, we have our... Uh, our boy down, uh, Eric Uboa down in Atlanta, is always talking about you know 
Torian Prince, th- that dude's a baller too. I mean, he's raw, but okay, if there's a way we can get him up here on the cheap, yeah, well, I'll, I'll take Torian. Why not? Um, I mean, there's Aaron Gordon is another one that's potentially going to hit the market. The Wizards would, would be well served to potentially bring him in. So there's talent out there that's available and it's relatively cheap. So sure, the NBA, the modern NBA, if you get the right pieces in place, you, you rebuild. It's not even rebuilding. You just retool and, and kind of move forward. The Wizards are good enough with what they have to make the playoffs, but I think it's going to require a move. And frankly, again, we, we touched on this a little bit ago. Gortat doesn't want to be here. It's time to move on from him and get something for him. It doesn't matter at this point. Like you, you want it, don't pull a Bruce Allen and a, and a, and a Redskins and get nothing for him. Watch the Wizards. Out. Orlando as sellers, like they could start selling, and they've got some really good pieces that would probably match up salary wise, and and a new um, GM out there that you know wants to build his own kind of team. So I could see a lot of those like pretty nice pieces that would be good for the bench or good off the bench, you know. You could see maybe a Gortat for a Biombo or Gortat um, for a Vubicic. Like those are not bad deals, and I think they'd be pretty good fits in DC. But I, I would honestly, but I, I would take Joe Johnson and his old uh, raggedy knees. I'd take him on a flyer for one season. Uh, you know, kind of use him in the way Paul. We use Paul Pierce for that one season. I don't, he can't deliver night in and night out, but he's serviceable. He could still play a little bit of D in, in 15, 20 minutes a night. Why not? You know, uh, Jordan Clarkson is somebody out there that's potentially available. Julius Randle is someone that that's being shopped. Like, I'll take Julius Randle. That's another one that's just like he he's gonna go the way of of like an Emeka Okafor or even a Kwame Brown. Like, someone's gonna land Julius Randle who actually has raw talent and coach him up into something that yep. he, he isn't yeah. right now. So there's names out there. I mean, there's there's real talent out there. Look, and there's another one that's rotting away in New York and 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 Joakim Noah. This kid is like three – I mean, he's not a kid anymore, but he's three or four seasons removed from probably the best season of his career. But he's not playing. Like, there's no wear and tear on him this season. He's he's not game ready. I mean, he's going to be out of shape because he's not playing. But it's not worth taking a flyer on that guy. He's got two years left on his contract, whatever it is. Yeah, bring him into D.C. He, he can't be worse than what we have. And if you bring him in off the bench and work him back into, into a starter's role – like the Wizards wouldn't be better, or the Raptors wouldn't be better with him on the team somehow. I'm I'm not buying it. I think specifically him, he can't stay healthy. That that's his issue. Yeah. But, but, but he's but a good had... team guy, right? Absolutely. Like, and if you want to replace a bad team guy with a good team guy, like if that's your issue, I think like maybe that's not a bad deal. Good playoff tested guy, you know. I think like a good locker room guy. I I don't know. That's not a bad idea. But with Kristoff going down, I wonder if the Knicks are going to try to re boot on that no, because I mean, I, i'm reading i'm reading here right now that they they're trying to trade him after heated verbal exchange that's dated three days ago like he's yeah, not yeah, he's he's in the doghouse for sure right so why not reach out i mean what's it going to cost you is the question right if we're talking about a pick no i probably wouldn't do it but if i can offload somebody that doesn't want to be here anyway and maybe maybe steal a pick back maybe yeah yeah, yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna do it try to swallow two years of that contract like that's going to be hard without a pick. I'd be demanding a pick. Like they would, the Knicks would have to send a pick along with him in order for me to eat that contract. Right. Like um, another guy too, that would be a nice fit in DC is like a Damari Carroll or something like that. It looks like Brooklyn might be trying to deal him too. And he's had a really good season this year. So you never know. Good, good, like second squad guys that can play some three and D, you know, those kind of players are going to be valuable in this, like, uh, but, I mean, next couple but, but look at this Knicks roster, right? Like I mean, Ennis Cantor. I, I like Ennis Cantor. I like I like him as a person. Tim Hardaway Jr. He probably he can't start here, but he he would get. I mean, Trey Burke. We've already been down that road. I don't want Trey Burke anywhere near the team. You know, Michael Beasley sitting on that roster. 
you know, and, and yeah. he's, he's again, raw talent. He's a little bit older. There's, there's pieces there. There's enough, there's enough bad contracts on both teams to make something work. Um, Courtney Lee, like those and, are and all. Keep in mind, Porter, Porter was being, uh, uh, did he sign an offer sheet with the Knicks or with the Nets? He signed the Nets with the Nets. The, the Nets. Nets. So he was ready to go to New York anyway. So yeah. who knows? Maybe there's something you, out there. You actually can't trade him to the Nets. That's the only place that you can't trade him. If they signed an offer sheet for him, there's a you can't trade him for a year yeah. there. So I, we'll see. I mean, but to the point of the, the, the trade deadline, when was the last time the Wizards made a, a, a deadline trade that it was actually impactful for the rest of the year? We've made one every year for, for four years. And up until the the whole Gortat thing, I was I was an advocate of, of staying put and just you know seeing what you have this year, and then trying to get a big free agent in the summer. No, I, I disagree. I think you, you have you have a willing suitor. You have a, you have a piece to move that's of value to someone in Gortat. And yeah, he's an expiring contract. At the very least, they'll be trying teams trying to get off salary taxes. That and DeAndre's out there. Like, please don't yeah. do the Wizards DC thing. Go get him. Like you, you, you're not in a better, you're not in a worse position by having him on your team. And I think if I'm again, if I'm Ernie, and I'm, I don't want to be Ernie, but if I'm a, if I'm looking and evaluating the the Wizards roster next off season, this time next year, I'm preparing to pay Kelly Oubre as much money as I can to get him to stay. That means I got to move Porter now. Porter was, you didn't know enough about your roster, or you didn't know enough about Ubre, and you had to bring back Porter. And and me, and we all said, hey, you got to bring back Porter. But right now, looking at your roster, looking at the amount of 3 and D guys that are out there that can play the wing, yeah. play some D, hit some threes, they're, they're a dime a dozen. And it's not, it's, uh, it's not a knock on Porter, but his contract sucks. So if you can move him and convince the Clippers or the Suns, or someone else that he's somebody you can build around, or somebody sees him that way, okay, like, we, we have to cut our losses in this case, bring in DeAndre, make a legitimate run at that point into the postseason, because he can't be guarded, hope that wall stays healthy, and, and really see what you got. And maybe maybe what happens is DeAndre sees, hey, I'm in the East now, I got a good, any team I go to is going to have a good shot, why would I leave D.C.? They have the money if you move Porter to extend me. They got Wall locked in for a long term. They got Beal. They got this kid Ubre who can play some defense. We need a four. And between Michael Scott and uh, and um, what's Keith. his face? Uh, yeah, and Keith, Mark like Keith. you have some pieces there you can do. Go get Drew Gooden out of the the big baller league or whatever the, the name of that stupid league is. Go get him back here. Like whatever. You just need you just need a. You can go play power forward. It doesn't matter at that point. You know, it's just pick and roll. So. If you're the Wizards, I mean, this is Ernie can't be Ernie. He he's got to he's really he's got to pull an Andy Reid here. Okay, he's got to trade a sack of potatoes for a freaking you know for something. He's got to do it. He's got to do it. Why why would you say he's got to do that if he's never done that in his life? Like, well, I mean, <laughs> what's so different this year than a, than a you know why wouldn't he have done that before? Nothing. It's just I just I don't I don't know if I I don't know if I see it. I don't know if I see it. All right. Well, time will I, tell. I don't really have much confidence in Ernie. Time will tell. The Any- only team that could do stupider trades than what the Redskins do is the Wizards. So, <laughs> oh, hey, hold on. The Browns. We haven't had a first round pick in like five years. The Browns. La- our the last Browns first round pick trades. was Kelly Oubre. Our last first round pick was Kelly Oubre, who's up. Who's who was on an expiring rookie contract. No, Porter. Why Porter was a first round pick? Yeah, but he was before Oubre. Beal was. Uh, 
I know. What you're saying? I, I said our last one was Uber. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I misheard. Any last our, thoughts? Our coach, can, our coach can bring talent out of young players. It's just we don't even have any right now. Well, I don't know. Let's pump well, it up. Yeah. We'll do you have any last predictions? What do you think is going to happen by tomorrow, by Thursday's deadline? What do you? What is the guaranteed thing that's going to happen? DeAndre is going to move. Okay. He's going to move, but I don't think he's coming to the Wizards. I'd be shocked. Okay. I'd give what him a 10% think? chance. LP, what do you think? That's what I'm saying. I'll give him a 10% chance that he come, he's coming to the Wizards. So but I say it's a lot that DeAndre is moving. Give him just a 10% chance it comes to the Wizards. I think Love's going to move, too. I think I think the Cavs are going to do something. I think so, too. I think you're going to get a surprise move with the Cavs, maybe to either get younger or uh, and just start to rebuild from now and write off the LeBron era. So I think you're going to see Love get moved for, for some picks and, and some kind of younger star. That would be interesting. Let's go uh, um, championship picks. <laughs> So, uh, championship picks. I'm going to go, I mean, I'm going to go Rockets, Wizards with DeAndre <laughs> Jordan. How about that? Canada. Well, you know what I'm going to pick? I'm going to actually <laughs> pick Golden State. You're going to pick the South? Golden Tate, Golden State, Toronto, but Golden State's going to win. Wow. Who's your I pick? don't think Golden State's going to make it. I'll go, I'll go Houston and I'll go Boston. Oh, Interesting. That'd be listen. Yeah. Any of those? Well, I, I that'd be a good I, matchup. I wouldn't want to watch the Raptors, but I wouldn't watch the Wizards. Would get rolled <laughs> too. Uh, but yeah, I could see a, a, a great seven game series between the Rockets and, and the Seas, assuming everyone's healthy. That that's that's a lot of firepower on those teams. But um, Canada, thank you so much for joining the podcast. We went a little bit over, but that's okay. When we're having a healthy debate, we like to extend it. We don't like to uh, to sell ourselves or our fans short. Thank you very much for coming on. It was a pleasure. The NBA season is long, but we're getting into the meat of it. Now that the NFL season is over, we're switching gears. Obviously, hockey is uh, is hot in this town as well, although I don't know where FP is, and it's it's too early for a Tinder date, so we got to track him <laughs> down. We, we need to hear some more from him, on uh, specifically on the Caps. And LP, we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. I, I have a feeling we're going to be doing an emergency podcast to discuss some horrible trade or some trade period that the, that the uh, Wizards have pulled off. And there's always going to be drama with the Redskins. And Steve is in what in I think in in one week he'll be flying down to uh, spring training to cover the uh, the Nationals. So lots going on here at DTC uh, Canada. Thanks again for joining us. I really appreciate having thanks you. Thanks for having me. That was a lot of fun. I hope to do it again. Absolutely. LP, any final thoughts? Thanks for coming on, man. It's going to be an interesting uh, 24, 36 hours. Uh, we'll be talking soon. I, I can guarantee that. I I'm with you on that one. I'll double down on that one. Uh, For the boys, thank you so much for listening. My name is Joe. This has been Defeating the Curse, broadcasting from Washington, D.C. Have a pleasant day. We are out.